Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Well, yeah, here we are. That's right. That's exactly where we are right here. We're not hiding from anybody. We're not. We're in. We're in everybody's face. Is what we are. That's what we are today. We're in everybody's face. We're mean a whole lot of people's faces today. I, I'm just going to tell you. You've reached. Obviously, you heard Mr. Barker. Uh, the collision of faith and politics. You've heard what we're doing here. What we're all about. <clears throat> we mean business up in here. Up in here. And. Uh, we are uh, we're serious business up in here. So let me also say happy Easter to those of you who celebrate Easter Resurrection Sunday. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you that uh, it was a beautiful day, uh, peaceful, and and we had some great visitors in that left on on Easter uh, to head back to Ohio, and we had a great time. So uh, great food and all that, and we're back in the swing of things. So. I'm glad to be here. I've got a busy, crazy day. As soon as we get off the radio today, as soon as we uh, finish up here today, we are, uh, let's see, where will we be? We will be, uh, I'll be giving a speech. Uh, let's see here. Let me just pull this up here to give you give you, give you the information. Uh, I'll be giving a speech at the Acadia building in... Uh, it's it's in North Wilmington. I don't know if anybody are near North Wilmington, but the Acadia building. It's going to be um, the Brandywine Town Center. You go in, you go around, you go towards the Regal Cinemas. There's a building there called the Acadia building. You can't miss it. We'll be there. I think it starts at 7 o'clock tonight, so I'll be hustling. I'm going to be bringing it, folks. You know that. Um, that's kind of what I do, So or so I'm told. <clears throat> anyway, pardon me. Uh, my son just made me two awesome wraps. They were really, really good and very, very tasty. So I'm fired up. I mean, I'm I'm fueled up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to rock and roll. So hopefully you guys are. I, I hope. I hope you are. Hope you're ready. Um, today's going to be a, an interesting day because I have to tell you, um, I, I've really been torn as to what to talk about. But I thought maybe I'd share with you a little bit of what is going to happen tonight during my speech. This is a Republican gathering and um, of, of Northern Delaware, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be – I'm kind of off the chain when I speak live. I love to speak to a live audience. I love – oh, by the way, I'm going to open up chat. My apologies for the folks uh, that like that. I, I like it too. It's fun. <clears throat> so I thought I might share with you a little bit 
of what we're going to talk about tonight because I, I think it'd be fun for you. And what I'm going to talk about is like today, tough or tiny. Are we tough or are we tiny? Can you be tough and fight tough and fight to win and still be classy? I ask you, can tough and strong and fair and ethical coexist? Here's the thing. This election cycle, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it just makes me sick to my stomach. It really does. You guys know that. This is nothing new. You guys you guys know all about sick to your stomach. You're You're pinching your nose. You're not liking any of it. It seems like nobody nobody really knows why we're in this thing, right? Nobody really knows. We forget all the time. Do you forget? Let me ask you. Take a second. Do you forget? Do you remember why we're doing this whole election thing? Do you remember why we're here in this place and in this time? Do you remember what brought us here? You know, different people get involved in the political process different ways. And, and and a lot of times, you know, we malign how people get involved. But most of the time is people get fed up. They're just straight up fed up. They're like, look, man, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't, <clears throat> I can't listen to these bloviators. I'm tired of it. I, I'm, t- I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of hearing the going on all the time. Of all these political uh, people, you know, the politicians, they don't do what they say they're going to do. They, they they go to Washington and they, they don't do what they say. Why do they do that? They, you know, they tell us all this stuff during the campaign. They ask us to give all this money, and then they don't do what they said they're going to do. You feel that, right? You feel that. And so what happens? People get involved in the process. They get involved lots of different ways. Lots of different ways they get involved. And I would submit to you that if I'm guessing you got involved because you were mad. Now, there is a there is a, a segment of society that says, look, this is my civic duty. I've got to be involved. I can't not be involved. I'll tell you the truth. That's me. I, I, I just – I guess I'm the weirdo. Uh, I didn't – I don't want to be the guy who – sits on the sidelines and hands over the control of this country to people I don't know and I don't trust. I'll ask you, would you hand the keys to your to your vehicle to somebody you don't trust? Would you would you leave your spouse alone with somebody you don't trust? Right? Maybe you have a nice white truck or a nice red truck and uh blue or black truck. And, 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 man, you've got it tricked out. It's nice. And somebody you don't know just comes up and says, hey, man, I like your truck. Can I take it for a ride? Sure. Why not? I trust you. Why would you do that? Somebody comes up to you and says, hey, listen, I I like your house. I, I admire your house. Can I go in and just kind of do whatever I want? Maybe invite some friends over? Sure. Why not? I mean, I don't know you, but why not? Somebody comes up to you and they, they put handcuffs on you and they say, hey, you know what? We're going to put these handcuffs on you. I'm sorry about that. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Well, who are you? Well, I'm not really uh I'm not really at liberty to say who I am. You're just going to have to trust me. You're just going to have to trust me. 
That's how stuff happens, man. That's how stuff happens. That's how we turn over our our country to people we don't know and people we don't trust. You dig what I'm saying? Look here. I, I don't know. I don't know about you. I, I shouldn't. I'm looking at my watch here. Uh, by now, I'm 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 hearing a lot of amens. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you the truth when I say the election cycle makes me sick to my stomach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just sickening. How people are acting, friend against friend, brother against brother. crazy look no matter who you support for the president uh, the, the 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 office of president of the united states whether it's donald trump can you dig it amen no matter who you support for the president uh donald trump ted cruz let's let's be honest on the republican side it's probably down to that barring any crazy stuff happening it's down to that but no matter who you support there's a chasm between the two as it relates to the demeanor and the class of each of them should class or elegance be a consideration in selecting your president? Look, I, you know, I, I've met the man twice. I shook his hand twice. I was so honored to do so. Uh, most of us revere President Reagan. And frankly, as classy as Reagan was, ask yourself, be real now, don't, don't be silly. Ask yourself, would President Ronald Reagan be elected in this day and age? Would he? But, but then again, you know, as we think about it, his demeanor was tough, yet it was classy. President Ronald Reagan, he said what he meant, and President Ronald Reagan meant what he said. He said what he meant, and he meant what he said. Uh, he, they, they say that he was not addicted to the polls. He wasn't addicted to the focus groups. He just didn't care. He did what his heart told him to do. He did what he felt constitutionally was the right thing to do. Did he do everything right? No, he didn't. Let's be honest. I, I love the man. <laughs> I cried like a baby at his funeral. When he died, I cried. Look, you get that old, you know you any day now you're going to get the word. What a president. What a president. He was tough, yet he was classy. Reagan said what he meant. He meant what he said. And in most instances, President Ronald Reagan, what he said was remarkably good. It was remarkably good. And by good, I mean good in morality. Good as in very well and artfully said. It was moral and it was artfully said. There was no Twitter, my, my friend Jerry from Pennsylvania. No Twitter in Reagan's day. There was no Facebook in Reagan's day. There's no social media in Reagan's day. You had newspapers that people went out to their front yard and they picked up every morning. They were like, man, I got, I got to have my paper by four thirty, five o'clock in the morning because I got to read it real quick and know what's going on. So there was a lot of pressure on, on the news outlets to be accurate and correct, do the right thing, say the right thing, be truthful. They weren't very nice to Reagan, were they? The press. But there was, there was not this alternate press like there is today. The alternate press, which is, yeah, daggone spider, up, up in here crawling in my studio. Hold up while I kill it. Look, I don't hate spiders, just like I don't hate snakes. But if that sucker's going to crawl on me and I don't know it, hey, I got to, I got to handle my business. I just had to snipe a, smiter, a, snipe, snipe a spider. 
Anyway, people used to believe, as my buddy Jerry says, uh, people used to believe newspapers, but not anymore. Not anymore. They don't. And why? Because we can't. We can't believe them. We can't trust them. There's so much stuff going on now uh, behind the scenes we don't even know. But what we knew was the man standing up in front of the country, not playing golf, not doing a bunch of crazy stuff, not not spending a, a hundred and forty-four million dollars on vacations. Not that's not counting what was classified under official trips. Now, how many official trips has Obama taken that clearly were vacations? One of our chat, you guys got to get involved with this chat. One of our chat people used to believe in college professors too, right? I wrote in my book, Excellence Kill the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. It's available at theninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those places. I talk about that in my book. Man, it's, this is on purpose. This is not something – look, the left has been – I should probably do a monologue, shouldn't I? The left has been at work, and we've been asleep. The left has been at work efficient, following the Saul Alinsky model, and we've been asleep, right? Or what have we been doing? We've been working. We've been working. We've been going to work, doing our thing. During the Reagan years, you knew this. You, you knew that when the President of the United States either sat behind his desk or, or got behind the podium, you knew that this man believed what he was saying. And you know what? You could get behind it. I was in the United States Navy when President Reagan was president. What an honor to serve under that man. You knew that he thought long and hard every decision that impacted you, every single decision. You knew it. You just knew it. You knew that more than anything else, you mattered. As a soldier, as a sailor, as an Air Force, Airman, or Marine, or Coast Guard, you knew you mattered. You knew that your family mattered. You knew he said what he meant, and he meant what he said, and he carried it through. That's why we got our, that's why we got our Iranian uh, you know, crisis solved in one day. President Carter wallowed. He didn't have any idea what to do or what to say. <laughs> President Reagan, they said, oh, he's going he's gonna to get us in a war. One day, folks, one day. What happened in one day? We had our people back. I'll turn you to glass. And any of your countries that you want to raise up and say they want to they wanna back you up and support you, we'll bomb them to glass. We don't care. We want our people back. And if those hostages become a casualty of war and you don't return them, we will bomb you and we will consider them casualties of war. Casualties of war. Listen, President Ronald Reagan he said he was artful. He was moral in what he said. He was tough. He was truly a patriot. Talk about tough patriots, by the way. This is kind of a last-minute development. Uh, we're very, very fortunate to have on today a very, very tough patriot. Um, he's the owner and founder of Patriot Outdoors, Stephen Powell. So we're very, very excited about that. He's going to come on with us uh, a little bit later on. 
we're very, 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 very happy about that. Look, we've been offered an opportunity. I share everything with you guys, except colds and flu and stuff like that. I won't give that to you because I care. I'm loving and I care. Here's a tip. If you have the flu, if you're hacking your, your head off, you've got a terrible, terrible flu, and uh, you're vomiting and everything, don't, don't go to public places. Stay at home. Make it happen. Stay at home. That's all. Watch you some TV. Get you some rest. <laughs> you know? Anyway, but I, d- I will share this with you. Uh, one of our great listeners of the show, uh, very, very top-notch, nationally known radio guy, uh, very, very good guy. I won't say his name because until we ink a deal here, then, uh, then, then I will. I'll even have him on and, and talk about it and promote it. But uh, great, great guy, absolutely phenomenal show, uh, really top-notch. Uh, we have been offered uh, an opportunity to get on 10 stations all around the United States of America. They're, they're available both locally in cities like Tampa, Denver, places like that, big, big markets. Ten stations all across the United States and, and also on, online and the Internet, so streaming or whatever. So for most of you, nothing would change. For some of you, it would be even easier to listen. We might actually be on more if we can make it happen. But we've been offered this opportunity, and he said, look, you've got to get your word out. You've got to get what you do out. And I was very honored by it because, frankly, I think he's one of the best. So for him to tell me that, I, I just touched my heart. It really did. Well, my cost per month total at this point for, to make this happen is $545. That's at a minimum. That's what we need to make it happen and, and to do the things that we have to do every month on an ongoing basis to make that happen. Already, one of our great listeners, um, last night, I don't know if you guys downloaded my message last night. I, I did uh, preach live last night. Um, and uh, one of our listeners who happened to be listening last night heard me mention that, one of my great friends and great great partner with this uh, with this mission that we do here. He's been just a great friend to me personally and to the show, uh, has already committed. He said, hey, you know what? I'm going to commit to the first month. I'm going to cover you for the first month. The problem is, uh, which is wonderful, it's amazing. The problem is, is they sign contracts. So, um, I, you know, I can't go to them and say, hey, I need one month. But one month, believe you me, I will take it. So, you know, my, my approach here is I always want to bring excellence. We get uh, about, well, several thousand emails a day, um, and I try really hard to respond the best I can, and I apologize. Uh, once we can get an assistant or somebody to kind of go through those for me, um, I'll be able to stay on top of it a little bit better, get all on top of that. Uh, but I try to get back with everybody and, and really be on, on top. So anyway, if any of you, uh, maybe you're a business owner or maybe you are um, you're just a person that is in a position financially to do this, uh, maybe cover one month or two months, whatever, whatever you can do, I would love that. That would be powerful. It would be a powerful thing. We're very, very judicious in what we do. We're very careful. We would love to partner with you. If you are a business that, quite honestly, I can conscientiously support and promote, I will vigorously and effectively promote your company and what you do to our diverse and wide audience of patriots. So there's that. Uh, So we've been offered that. I can't move ahead with it unless I have – and I'll still be here, by the way. I won't be – you know, I won't be going anywhere. We'll be doing this too, and we'll be doing some simulcasting. So it'll be an awesome thing. 
And that'll help us reach a whole lot more people. How about John McCain? How much do you guys know about that? Now, let me say this right up front. Uh, and, and this is the third rail sometimes for people. Um, it is the third rail for people. John McCain, he helped engineer. John McCain, senator from Arizona. He's been there 100 years. And you guys know that he's considered a war hero. He was shot down uh, in Vietnam. He was a pilot in Vietnam. He's an academy grad. His dad was an admiral uh, in the United States Navy. Very, very, uh, very, very high up guy. Well, John McCain got shot down. Now, he was doing what he shouldn't be doing. He was doing what he was told not to do. He got shot down. Nonetheless, he's, he is a military veteran. We, you know, we don't want anybody left behind unless it's uh, Bo Bergdahl. Quite frankly, uh, there's a firing squad. We could solve this for about $1.50. I know you get about six or eight guys together, or ladies, six or eight guys or ladies together with a rifle. I bet they'd do it for free. I'll supply the ammo. Anyway, uh, sometimes they aren't heroes, but you know, I'm gonna, for all intents and purposes, I'm gonna say John McCain deserves respect. He was beaten, uh, he was he was hurt uh, seriously by his captors in Vietnam, and and uh, that is to be honored. Um, there's a lot that happened there that I think uh, we can, but I wasn't there, and I I've not been a prisoner of war, so I can't throw rocks, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, you know, the guy deserves his due. But he's been a senator for about 155 years. Let's just talk really quick about what he has done. He helped engineer the Gang of Eight amnesty plan. Amnesty plan. Did you, did you hear that part? Did you hear that part? Gang of Eight amnesty plan. The Arizona Republican Party voted to censure John McCain for having a liberal voting right. He's so liberal, the Arizona... Republican Party, the Arizona Republican Party, they censured him. That's huge, folks. Is that settling in with you? I mean, that's a giant, giant thing. The gun owners of America, and listen, if if you're not involved with them, you need to get clicked in. Gun owners of America, they're awesome. Second Amendment Foundation, NRA, all of those. You got to be involved, folks. You got to be. You got to be dialed in. Gunners of America. They call McCain a liberal in disguise. Man, anybody could. Anybody could see that. He's not very well hidden. But yet he gets. He keeps getting elected. He's super rich and he keeps getting elected. I think people say, well, we don't have a. We don't have a good challenger. We don't have anybody that can really come up against him. He's been there forever, so. You know, his system is in place. A lot of people are afraid. They say, hey, we don't want to be even worse off, right? McCain voted to fund Obamacare. I don't know how much of this you folks know, but McCain, you say he's in Arizona. It doesn't matter. Everything matters, every state. McCain voted for Obama, to fund Obamacare. We had a chance to defund it, and he voted to fund it. And oh, by the way, he made food, made uh, terrible fun of Ted Cruz, who he said what he was going to do. He said he was going to go there, and his his primary goal for his constituents of Texas is to try to get it Obama tell the truth about Obamacare and get it defunded. John McCain voted for the Wall Street bailout. That's right, too big to fail. 
He said, man, let's give these people billions with a B. That's 11 zeros. That is 11 zeros, folks. He voted to give them a, a bailout, Wall Street. McCain voted for the $600 million fiscal cliff tax increase. $600 million, folks. You feel me on this? $600 million fiscal cliff. He says, oh, we're going to go off this fiscal cliff if we don't do it. So here, here's your $600 million. Then McCain, if that's not enough, he voted for Obama trade. You know, where we, we don't make our trading partners, global trading partners, follow the same rules we do. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? Are you are you feeling me here? McCain voted with the Democrats to pass uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was uh, a budget bill increasing federal spending and our national deficit. He has voted. John McCain has voted to raise the debt 15 times, the debt limit 15 times. How about this? Let's do what families do. Let's do what your family does. You have a budget, you stick to it. You have a budget, you stick to it. You do what you're supposed to do. That's what you do. You have a budget and you stick to it. Fifteen times, folks, he's voted to raise the debt limit 15 times. I mean, you can't have a guy. <laughs> Jerry from Pennsylvania, can we send John to Gitmo? Let's let him run that. He's experienced with prisons. Let's let him run it. Fifteen times, folks. By the way, he's vigorously opposed, as you might imagine, he's vigorously opposed to uh, torture. Because he was tortured. He was tortured. And I understand that. He says we're not that kind of people, and he cites all kinds of uh, evidence, he says, why torture doesn't work. Tell that to Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, mastermind of the 9-11 attacks. Why didn't that guy did? So your question might be, a lot of smart people will ask this question, man, isn't there anybody, isn't there a sane person in Arizona to run against him? Yeah, there is. In fact, we have a conservative Republican challenger. By the way, she hasn't paid me anything for this. I'm doing this just because. And not just because I can't stand John McCain. He's terrible for the country. He's terrible, terrible for the country. But you know why he keeps getting elected? Because he brings money back to Arizona. That's the key. It all runs off of money. Favors and deals. So now we have a conservative Republican challenger to John McCain. And her name is Dr. Kelly Ward, K-E-L-L-I Ward, W-A-R-D, an elected member of the Arizona State Senate. She is a wife. She's a mother of three. Senator Ward, she earned a bachelor's degree from Duke University. You know, that's no small, uh, that's no small feat there. Get your undergrad from there. She earned a doctor of osteopathic medicine. I'm a big fan. Of, uh, from West Virginia School of Osteopathic Medicine and her master's degree in public health from A.T. Still University. She's a practicing physician. 
Dr. Kelly Ward learned just how disastrous Obamacare is to our healthcare system. In my open, allegedly I had an open, in my open I talked about it. Why do people get involved in politics? Sometimes they do it because they get mad. Sometimes they see what's going on and they say, what in the world? Well, she saw it from the inside out. She said, man, this is disastrous. This is going to crush. This is going to crush this country. She's a supporter of the Tea Party movement. Say what you want about the Tea Party. They're, they do some good things. Look, they're citizen patriots. It's grown into a big business, but they're citizen patriots. There's a lot of great people still. She's already been featured on uh, Mark Levin's radio show. Uh, Gravis Marketing Survey of Arizona Voters show Kelly Ward leads John McCain in the GOP primary race by nine points. 45% goes to Ward, 36% to, to McCain. Listen, I've got to tell you something. This we got to get this lady elected. You say one person can't change everything. Well, it, it starts with one person. When you know you got the wrong person driving the bus, guess what? You're going to go the wrong direction. The wrong direction. When you know that, that, that the person in charge is, is – they're absolutely taking you the wrong direction. You know it because they've gotten you lost 100,000 times. You know it because they've gotten you in danger all these times. You know it because they've – gotten you to the wrong place. You've been in the wrong place. You've been taking the wrong place. The bus driver's wrong. The guy behind the wheel is wrong. It's wrong for the job. Nothing personal, but you got to go. You say that doesn't matter to me. That's Arizona. I'm not involved with Arizona. Newsflash. Arizona matters. Arizona matters because he's a vote. He goes to Congress and he is a vote. You say, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know, I don't know how to get involved. The Center for Self-Governance. Folks, I've said it before. I will say it again. It is the secret sauce of liberty. You want to come save America? Do you really want to save America? You say you want to save America, but you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. I get it. I get it. You're frustrated, but here you go. I'm here to help. And, and the help, the secret sauce is the Center for self-governance, CSG. We call it CSG. I'm about to do level five. Level five. There's five levels. I'm, I'm about to do level five. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I told y'all, I told y'all, what was it, about a year ago? I said, look, I'm going all the way through this thing. I'm taking it to the map. I'm going to learn all they have to say. And look, it's applied civics training based on America's founding principles. Are you mad enough to do something that works? There's a whole bunch of information at drshawngreener.com backslash blog. Go there, you go down, you'll, you'll find it there. The Center for Self-Governance, look, they're not profit. They, they don't get paid to do this, folks. Hashtag the secret sauce. They, they're not profit. They're a nonprofit, nonpartisan educational organization. They train citizens in applied civics, doing it, making it happen. And it's founded on the belief of the capa- in the capacity of mankind for self-governance. What is self-governance? Self-governance is exercising your individual liberty, personal responsibility, and civic authority authority to control instituted government. What do we do? Oftentimes, we lack political – we don't have the political knowledge. We don't have the skills. We don't have the ability. So we get in and we try to articulate ourselves in a certain way. It doesn't fit with that. We try to do certain things. It doesn't fit. It's, it's, we're, 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 we're playing the wrong game. We bought, we, we're playing football, but we brought cricket. You know, we, we brought the little cricket bat. 
instead of football pads and all that stuff. We play it's apples and aardvarks. What does the Center for Self Governance do? And it's fun. I'm telling you right now, the Center for Self Governance teaches unconventional, tried and tested techniques in applied civics proven to keep the republic. Folks, we're losing it. We are absolutely losing it. CSG training puts you, the citizen, in the driver's seat of self-governance. You choose the issues. You choose the candidates. You choose the agendas to address, just as our government of, by, and for the people was designed. Now, I wrote a, uh, I wrote a testimonial because I've been – now I'm getting ready uh, – next week I'll be doing my, my uh, fifth level. I'm really excited, really excited about it. Here's my here's my testimonial. Listen, folks, I talk to over 600,000 people every single week, either in person or on the radio. I'm blessed to be able to hear what Americans are not only saying, but also thinking. And Americans are angry. Americans are fearful. Americans are confused. Americans are hungry for the secret sauce of liberty that really works. Look, Facebook posts, they're nice, but they aren't being mutually pledged to one another to keep the republic. Rallies, they're nice, too. Great to get together. But they aren't mutually pledged to keeping the republic. I am the ninja pastor, so of course, I am pro-prayer, and prayer is amazing and powerful. But you know what? Prayer alone won't do it. you got to put feet to your prayers. you got to put hands to your prayers. You say you want to do something. Oh, that elusive something that everyone wants to do to save our country, but few know what that something is. There is a growing band of patriots mutually pledged. Not to a political party, not to a political candidate, not to a particular issue. No, this man of patriots will save the republic because we are mutually pledged to one another. This, my friends, is the secret sauce. This is some of the most powerful training I've ever received. Look, as someone with 11 years of postgraduate education and thousands of hours as a motivational speaker, radio and television personality, author and student, this is some of the best training I have ever received. What we need is you. You say you want to do something that works to save your country. This is that something. So you join us. We're going to be, if you're in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, New Jersey, um, you, you know, there's there's classes, the level five course, you got to do one through four first. That's April 6th. Uh, the great Mark Herr, recently married Mr. Mark Herr. That's exciting. We're all exciting. There's going to be a special class, State Constitution 100 Bill of Rights, and legislative, that's an online class. You go to my go to blog, and it'll be right on there. It'll be right on there. All the links are there. They're active links. You just click on it. It's a four-hour online lecture-style class, and so it's it's really cool. Uh, that's on. That's only twenty-five dollars. That's uh, let's see. When is that? April eighth. Mark her also. The 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 capstone or or the beginning class the the level one foundations and self governance the thing that's behind it all look folks um, that's level one foundations and self governance and I'm telling you this is the class that everyone takes nobody gets to level four nobody gets to level five until you go through level one level two level three level four and it grows every time it's awesome it's powerful well level one is going to be April 9th and all you need to do is go to my website theninjapastor.com backslash blog or drshawngreener.com backslash blog. Go down to this this post uh, under the blog, and all the links are there. You can read more. You can roll, all that stuff. Look, I don't get paid to do this, and neither do they. These people are sacrificing everything. Level 1, April 9th, 
2016. It'll be held in Newcastle, Delaware, uh, thereabouts, Newark, Newcastle, Delaware area. All the information is right there. You just click on the links. You'll be in good shape. Listen, folks, we are – oh, by the way, uh, people are sending me messages. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me bring on um, – it was sort of a last-minute guest, uh, Stephen Powell. He's the founder and CEO of Patriot Outdoors. And I'm telling you, we're going to tell you how to learn more about them. Uh, he's a, a, a great friend uh, to one of our great listeners and a really, really good friend of mine and hunting buddy. And I have to tell you, um, he said, you know, I know a guy that you're really going to get along with, and, and uh, you'll find common ground. And I'm so excited to tell you that he is absolutely right. Uh, and I, I have a new friend in Stephen Powell. He's the CEO and founder of Patriot Outdoors. Uh, welcome, Stephen, to the show, to the Collision of Faith and Politics. Glad to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Great listening in. That's for sure. Oh, it's awesome to have you. So, okay, so I'm sure by now, doing what you do, uh, you heard that there was a shooting today at the Capitol, uh, and the Capitol Police told the uh, the crowd at the uh, at the Capitol to shelter in place. This is what they're being told, mm. shelter in place. Hello? Shelter in yes. place. This is, what, there's a shooter in the building, and what we're going to do is we're going to stay in that building. Our plan is to stay in that building and shelter in place. Kind of crazy. Yeah. You know why those people do that. They don't. Number one, in Washington, D.C., you can't carry a gun. Even if right. you have a permit in your state, you can't carry a gun to the District of Columbia. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't uh, doesn't really do well or foster any level of uh, <laughs> real protection because you know what, however many officers, God bless them for what they're doing, but they're not able to protect anyone even in a uh, a pretty a fairly secure building like the U.S. Capitol. Um, yeah, you, you walk whereas, through. Whereas in other locations, thing. go ahead, sir. You you walk all through all kinds of special things that are supposed to beep. When you have a gun, you 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 know you're closely watched. You're on a hundred cameras at any given time, and somehow or another, that is supposed to make you feel secure. Well, we're a gun-free zone, and yet there's right. a shooter. Right. So, Patriot Outdoors. That's what in sure. the world led you to found a company? First of all, I love the name Patriot Outdoors. Anything that starts with that kind of name, I really really like. Well, thanks, thanks. Um, well. Uh, it's a it's a long story. I'll try to be as concise as possible. But um, basically, it started off on a paper towel in a at a Mexican restaurant in Houston, Texas, where I was really wanting to put my my knowledge and experience to work. And God gave us the uh, ability over the next several years to develop the business plan and find the right resources to open up what originally we were, we called Patriot Arms Training Center, which is kind of a mouthful to speak. And I got some guidance with uh, some great people on the uh, East Coast uh, to help brand my vision better, and we turned it into Patriot Outdoors. So here we are 10 years later. Mm. Wow. Now tell me a little bit about your background. How does a guy go from doing what you did before to doing this? What did you do before? Well, uh, I'm like many. There's, There's many guys like me, fortunately. But uh, I'm, I'm prior military. I, I left high school and joined the Air Force and uh, served my country well. And and uh, after that, you know, I've been in civilian law enforcement. I did, you know, I have a, a narcotics investigator, and I enjoyed that. And 
I eventually started really thinking about what I wanted to do with my prior experience working with uh, uh, the Air Force and civilian law enforcement, and I was able to, I had, to, I had, I'm going back a little bit, but I had the privilege of being able to go through a lot of great training at the FBI Academy, doing protective security detail work, aka bodyguard work, and and uh, being able to drive generals around and other dignitaries. And so I put all of that in a bag and I said, well, how do I use this? And long story short, I, I, we found a way to do that with my my passion for teaching and my passion for my country and the ability to open up a, a venue, if you will, or a facility to express both and be there for our community or our country and uh, help people where I see fit and how I can, which is uh, taking care of people with firearms training. And is that is that the extent of what you do, uh, firearms training, or is there anything else that you do? Uh, well, we we also do defensive tactics training, and I am I am not the only guy. I mean, we have a network of instructors that help us, but we you know, we teach combatives and defensive tactics. We teach Krav Maga, uh, which is an Israeli form of hand to hand uh, defense, and um, that is yeah, that's primarily it. When firearms training is is the uh, is the for is the forefront and the and the biggest part of the mission of Patriot Outdoors. Uh, the other mission, which has nothing to do with physical activity, is uh, us helping spread our our American heritage and make sure we teach those around us and our children and grandchildren what it means to be an American. And wow. I think that is very that's very important. I mean, we're we're not as in depth as as uh, your ministry is. You know, your your platform is, but. Uh, that is the intent behind Patriot Outdoors. I don't know about all that. I tell you what, you're. Uh, it seems like you're getting around all over the country. In fact, you're going to be in my uh, home place, my uh, state of Delaware. You're going to be in Delaware April 22nd through the 23rd, April 22nd through the 23rd. Um, and you're going to be doing several classes. And I like how you pack them in. You guys must, when you hit the rack, uh you just must be exhausted because I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, defensive handgun. That's Friday, April 22nd. By the way, folks, this is, this is, um, you could go to PatriotOutdoors.com or you can go to my website, the doc, uh, the Ninja pastor or Dr. Sean Greener.com go to either one of those. And there's information there. There's links and all that stuff. This is something that if you're, uh, if you have a gun and you want to be great with it, uh, you want to be proficient, then this is what you want. Defensive handgun, that's Friday, April 22nd. That's at 9 a.m. And I'm assuming that's yep. about 9 to 1. Um, yes, sir. Then you could take that class by itself, or you could take that class, and there's another class after that called Shooter Movement. That's at 2 p.m., mm-hmm. Friday, April 22nd, 2 p.m. And then there's, uh, on Saturday, there's a class called Handgun Fundamentals. Tell me about handgun fundamentals because that's at 9 a.m. Saturday, April 23rd. Um, that sounds interesting to me. And so, tell me in the audience a little bit about that. Let me let me know what that's all about. So, I'll, I'll just give you an overview. The reason why we have we are moving forward and moving in a number of directions uh, around the country is because um, our approach to training is is somewhat different. Um, and we are very ambidextrous in nature, and we have a lot of. And there are other, there are other many, many other instructors that are 
that are like us. We just have a we might have a better platform than others to be able to move around. But the idea behind our training is to make people not just shoot the center of the target, which is the point of shooting, but more importantly to have the proper mindset so they can be aware of their surroundings better, so they can be educated about what the criminal element is, so they can protect themselves not just with the gun but with their mind. Uh, that's I think that's very important. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, organizations out there that you know you teach you how to try to shoot fast and try to shoot straight, and that is the purpose of shooting. And you definitely want both of those elements in a gunfight. But more importantly, we need to have the proper mindset so we know how to carry ourselves, so we know know how to carry our firearms. And if if you know we are in a place where we're able to carry our firearms, uh, we want to make sure that not only do we have the like I said the right mindset, but the right attitude and the right skill set to go along with that and making sure that we're wearing the white hat and being legal. Um, to answer your question specifically about the classes, we've had a, a number of people, I don't know, maybe 100 or more people ask us, hey, I'd love to come from, from my hometown, Newcastle, Delaware, um, in the state of Delaware, and all the friends and family and people I know there. Like, dude, I wish you could come out and just teach us because it's really hard to get to New Mexico. I'm like, yeah, you're, you probably got a point there. We're a little geographically challenged. But so we decided to put on a host a, a number of courses. Trinity Tactical there in uh, Middletown, Delaware, has been gracious enough to host us so we can come in and teach and uh, educate people the way, um, the way we see fit for a, more of a realistic view of firearms training, not just shooting paper or shooting two-handed, but there's a, a number of elements for you to be a little more three-dimensional, if you will, with, your, with tactics and firearms training. Um, handgun fundamentals is your basic 101. You don't have to know anything about a firearm. All you have to do is come, show up. We'll teach you how to be safe, teach you how to properly hold the firearm and, and whatever firearm that they're bringing and, and get them to put some rounds down range and, and uh, try to inoculate them to shooting and give them a better sense of what it means to be holding a firearm and making sure they can start building the proper muscle memory for them to put rounds successfully downrange. That's handgun fundamentals. Wow. Wow. Tell me about defensive handgun. What's that all about? That seems like, uh, gosh, those seem like they go together, handgun fundamentals and defensive handgun. Yeah, defensive handgun is, is, is about a step, you know, step or two above handgun fundamentals. Um, the shooter should have a decent, uh, decent understanding about how they operate their firearm where, where their reflexes are, are more subconscious than, than conscious. Um, we get into understanding the nature of an attack. We talk about the physiological and psychological aspects of an armed conflict, how that applies to them and their body and their abilities or their disabilities, and teaching them how to work with their gun with more time constraints or basically pressure, putting more pressure on the shooter to where they can have... Uh, Basically, at the end of that course, a lot of people find out, as well as you know in, in your past, we're, we're not as good as we think we are under pressure. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a humbling experience. Uh, we teach law enforcement officers and special operators and, and average civilians and average armed civilians all the time, and, and that, is, that is the point. You're only as good as your level of training. Don't ever mm -hmm. think that you're going to go into a situation to where you're going to just rise to the occasion. You go, okay, well, if this happens, then I'm going to be able to all of this and I'm going to do that, and this S is going to be on my chest, and it's all going to work out, and God bless America. Well, that's not realistic. I mean, that's a great intention, but intentions don't 
that can only get us so far. And we have to fall to a level of training that helps us become successful. And the only way to do that is to be able to make sure that the training that you have is not only realistic, um, but it is helping you have good building blocks for your neuroplasticity or AKA muscle memory. Hmm. You know what? I, I think it's interesting because I've always said this, um, uh, over the years, I have always, always said that, look, you know, you're only half as good as your best day of training. And, and I would even say, uh, even less than that, the fact is that yes, most sir. people don't train very much. Most people don't, uh, they don't get the opportunity to, or they don't make the opportunities to train, to, to train, to truly, truly train, uh, to know all the components of their gun, to know how to solve a jam to to a failure to feed a failure to eject all these different things that can happen what i think is interesting is and i've always said this is a, an important thing is for all different kinds of people to train uh under the leadership of true experts who are very good at helping folks regular folks learn to use a firearm to gain comfort and skill at arms. And uh, I think it's interesting that you have special operations, uh, military guys, law enforcement people. Um, you, you have some of the top people. You yourself are a Sig, Sig Sauer Academy Master Firearms instructor. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, and so yeah, it's, I think uh, it's, it's, it was it's pretty interesting being able to be a part of them. They're a great organization. And a lot of folks don't know about the level or quality of training that they they provide, but uh, I was honored to be able to be a part of them and be on their be on staff. And uh, I'm actually heading after I leave Delaware. I'm heading straight to Sig Academy to go up there for a week as well. Wow, that's awesome! Um, now let's see here. People are oh, by the way, we have uh, somebody listening, a great friend of the show listening, and they're out in Ohio, and he says, "Look, we'll put you up." And we'll host a class. We'll get you. Uh, we'll feed you. I know for a fact he's serious business about feeding you. The boy knows how to make some good food, and he's very well connected. <laughs> he's in the uh, first responder industry himself, and so uh, looks like we're going to expand what you do. So be prepared. Have a good suitcase, you know, and a good gun case. Um, sure. So, so tell me, you you have another class called defensive carbine too. Most people don't know what a carbine is. What's a carbine? Okay, so um, the we call them the modern musket. The AR-15 platform is what is probably the hottest topic and the most sold long gun in uh, our country right now. And you, once again, just like just like a handgun, Sean, um, people need to understand the ramifications of using a carbine. Not that they're probably going to be carrying that around. We teach this a lot for law enforcement because they do. But for civilians, I mean, they really should know the proper application of a carbine for a home defense purpose and, or, com- or competitive. You know, we, we, there are elements of uh, training that we can put into play that's not in defensive carbine, but for carbine classes so they can, they can compete with them, uh, whether they're using it recreationally or competitively. This class is focusing on the defensive, uh, a defensive mindset. There is uh, a decent bit of pressure and a lot of movement and a lot of manipulation of the rifle, um, getting into uh, some tactics, and it's geared for a civilian audience. Uh, we also have, I know we already have law enforcement and some military that are showing up for that course uh, just to, out of their own pocket. They want to have, they want to sharpen the iron and involve their skills, and um, the defensive carbine class is a great way to do that. Uh, a lot of guys now, they 
as you well know, there's a lot of firearms owners out there that have a full have a safe full of firearms that they are not proficient with them. And it's if you're going to own something, it's probably better that you know how to use it properly. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, you just said something very important because uh, I, I talk to people a lot, and I just um, I try to be gentle with them. I try to be, you know, obviously in something like a firearm, you, you have to have your mind totally dialed in. You have to be focused. You you have to be safety focused. You absolutely cannot let your mind wander. You can't wander from the uh, the safety rules that we have uh, that are there for our, our own good and our own safety because guns. Guns are inherently, um, they themselves are not dangerous, but in the hands of people that aren't paying attention, they absolutely are. So, which brings me to my uh, next question, which is, you've mentioned this a few times, and I wonder, uh, you know, a lot of times civilians, you know, we use the term civilians, because I've been, you've been in the military, I've been in the military, you've been in the law enforcement, I've been in law enforcement and other, um, right. based, you know, other things in that arena. And so we use the term civilian somebody who hasn't been in the military, hasn't used guns, somebody who hasn't been a police officer. What about the mm-hmm. civilian, the person, the just regular citizen? They they have a gun, and they say, look, you know, I really want to learn to use this gun. I, I You know, I, I, I just feel – and you know what's funny is people – I used to do this before my car crash. April 12th of 2012, I had a horrible car crash. So um, mm-hmm. before that, I used to do that privately and exclusively. I would train people. I'd come to their home. I'd train them how to work through their home. I'd train them on their gun, how to use a gun. A lot of the things probably that, that, that you guys do uh, expertly. Um, and one of the things people used to say to me all the time is, man, I really didn't expect somebody like you to make it so easy and to make it so fun. I thought you would scream at me. I thought you would yell. I oh, thought yeah. You would use yeah. a lot of terms that I don't know what they are, and then I would cry right. and, you know. Right, and then, and then right. their wife, yeah. and then their wife said, "Stop crying, you whiner. He's not even here." But uh, you know, <laughs> but but so yeah. so. What about the civilian, the person who doesn't really have a lot of background? Yeah, well, you know, that's the other part of the mission in Patriot Outdoors is we want to expose, educate, and equip people for the shooting sports, whether it be recreation, competitive, or defensive. And so if you're going to expose, educate, and equip, you know, I don't have to spell that out for guys like you and me. You're, I mean, a guy, a guy that shoots guns all the time is going to come out, and he's always going to be a part of the range. And it's old hat. But there are many people out there that are not exposed. They might have a firearm, and they're legal to own it, but they're not exposed to how to properly use it. And so what we like to do is put a very – for a lack of a better term, um, average Joe type of uh, mentality into the class. or we, we, it's, an, it's an adult-educated format. It's a very interactive situation when we teach, and we try to make sure that we are not talking over our students. It's a very relaxed atmosphere, and because of that, because of that, we've been able to bring in a lot more people. I mean, we have... We've got women that come to our carbine courses, shot, defensive shotgun courses, shooting in and around vehicles courses. We've got all sorts of walks of life, uh, young and old, uh, come to our classes because you're, the, the paradigm that people are typically put in when they talk about firearms training is more Hollywood than it is realistic. We, mm-hmm. want, we want our people, we want our students to be quiet professionals. 
with their and master their skills with whatever firearm they're using. The only way to do that is to put them in a relaxed environment with a lot of information at a, at a spoonful level. You know, every every so many minutes they're learning something new, putting it into a format that's giving them building blocks for them to be able to take the next steps as they evolve their skills and as they learn um, whatever whatever discipline they're trying to learn. So I, it's it's very important to make sure that it's it's in the right format with the right attitude. Our our instructors, I would not bring them on if they're going to be too gung-ho, if you will, or overbearing. Um, I, I've been married over 20 years. I know that doesn't work in a marriage. It probably doesn't work on the range either when you're teaching, <laughs> when you're teaching people. Communication is a funny thing, and you want to make sure that uh, people are received well. And more, impo- and more importantly to me, Sean, I mean, why would you want to come back to a course why would you want to come back to an instructor if the first time you went there, not only did you not learn anything, but you got a bad taste in your mouth because of the attitude of the instructor? That's, that's going to translate to your skill level on the range, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would think. So and we you know what the, so the we, funny thing about it is? We make sure that people like us. Well, the funny thing about it is, is if, and I hear this a lot, is you know when you come in and you start screaming uh, at your class members, it really becomes a, a – it really becomes, well, not only is it an impediment to good training, but it's uh, right. it's really, 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 um, it's a tough thing, man. It when when the people are afraid to raise their hand or to say anything, uh, right. that really shuts them down. And then, like you say, they're not going to come back because look, I'm going to tell you this. This is this is one thing that I've learned uh, from civilians. I've learned that, look, it's, it's more than one time. When we were in the military and post-military activities, we didn't train one mm-hmm. time and say, well, I got it. I got my gun. I got it. I'm good to go. That's I'm right. good for the next 20 years until something horrible happens. What it is is, is something that you have to commit to uh, over, over the long haul. You have to say, look, little by little, inch by inch, I'm going to, I am going to learn by doing and learn by learning, and I'm going to seek out that great learning from people who know what they're doing. And over the past 18 years, you've conducted firearms and tactics training for civilians, special ops, military. Uh, you've got a lot of special yeah. operators, tier one guys coming to you and saying, look, I'm getting ready to deploy. And as much as I love right. the military, as much as I love, you know, the SEALs and, the and uh, you know, Delta and, and, and all of that, uh, and I get great yeah. training there. Look, I, I got to – my life depends on this, the life of my – my uh, comrades depend on this. My my shipmates, you know, it right. depends on this. And and I've got to be the best I can be. So I'm going to come do that. It's interesting to me that in your training philosophy, you those type of people can come to you and benefit right alongside people who are um, just regular everyday people, you know, they they bought a yeah, gun maybe average a year American. or so ago. Yeah, exactly. The average American, and, and a lot of times those average Americans. Look, if I were if I were going to take up bowling, let's say, right. I wouldn't go to beginner bowling night. I would go to when the best bowlers in my town are there. I want to watch what they do. I want to learn right. by watching and emulating the people that are the best at it. And when you can have a, a line. Uh, on the firing line, you can you can have a line of people that's made up of grandma, uh, pop pop, right. uh, brother, yep. friend, Navy SEAL, special operator, 
um, you know, Army Ranger officer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Army Ranger sniper, Green Beret. You have these people all lined up. Whatever. You know what? I'll tell you what, nothing brings people together. And, and uh, one of my buddies and great friend of the show in Ohio, he, uh, he took his whole family out shooting yesterday and was teaching them. And, you know, uh, he just built an AR-15, AR-15 so he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. wanting to get his family out. Nothing unites you like that. Man, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good fun time. And it's a good family activity. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, the, the liberal media, and I hate to say – I hate to say this because there's a lot of there are a lot of supposed conservatives out there who they've never picked up a gun. They don't know the first thing about the Second Amendment. They don't know the first thing about gun safety. They don't know the first thing about how to have a gun uh, responsibly and what gun ownership is really about and what sports shooting and self-defense shooting and all these things uh, is about. And. And so they they talk kind of out their rear, and yeah. you know, and they're always the loudest. And, and and unfortunately, that's on that's on the 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 right now too. The conservatives are that way now. They never used to be, and that's the craziest thing. It's they never used to right. be. You could depend on folks on the right. They would be solid conservatives who knew about guns, who were willing to fight for our Second Amendment rights, and I think there's nothing better to truly create a million happy warriors than to give them solid, top-notch gun training that they don't have to take a, a super long flight to get to. They don't have to spend three right. or $4,000 to do. You're coming here. Yeah. Look, our, our audience here is all over the world, but we have a, a large audience in the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia area, and that's all within reach because you're only talking a couple hours from Virginia. Right. And it, yeah, which sure beats the airline ticket to New Mexico. Yeah, it'll be easier for people to have access to us. I'm bringing a number of my other instructors in. I want to make two points from off of what you were saying. Sure. Number one, a phrase that we a phrase that we use all the time. You're talking about classic training, educated, you know, educating people for firearms. And uh, whether they are using it competitively or defensively, uh, one thought that we get across to all of our students is in that moment, whether it's competitive or defensive, and going to the dark side of that bad day, should you ever have to pull your firearm, blah, blah, blah. We don't want you to be thinking about your, what's at the end of your hand. You cannot be thinking like that. If you're proactive, you're consciously thinking about your firearm, and how it operates, then you're going to be uh, in a bad situation. Uh, you're going to make a bad situation much worse. And the average armed conflict is approximately three to five seconds. All right? um, there's not a lot of time for error. You have to make decisions. You have to move out of the way. You have to know what your surroundings are. You have to know where your bullet's going should you have to fire that firearm. So there's a lot to be, there's a lot to going into building proper muscle memory when you're handling a firearm. And you start by having great beginning classes and helping that student reach mastery. And, you know, when you're talking about the lineup on the range, and that's, I think that's really important. I'm glad you said that because when you have a lineup on the range and you have all different walks of life, different ages, different experience levels, it, we had a schoolhouse or a homeschooling approach uh, to our training. I have to be able to push and pull people, as do my other instructors, push and pull people where they're at so everybody gets the most out of their training. Now, 
probably safe to say that if we have a team member, a SEAL team guy or any other special operators, probably not going to be in a basic handbook class, right? So we will put them in appropriate classes. However, what you, your statement is true. There are guys that have a decent level of military experience or prior law enforcement experience, or they just grew up shooting and they really love it. And we, we just want to make sure that we have them get the most out of their class. So it doesn't matter where they're at when they jump into a defensive carving two class or, or shooting on the move, which is one of our very popular courses uh, and very realistic. But we want them to make sure they're getting the most out of their classes. So let's just say if there's a if you could put on a scale shooters zero to five, five being high, zero being low, um, you know, we're going to make the level three a, a better level four. We're going to make the zero a one or a two. And we're going to make the four sharpen him up to be a five. It's it's uh, it's it's fun to do. I have a passion for it. I just left Lubbock, Texas. Um, the other day, um, before day before Saturday, and we had a bunch of great shooters over that weekend, and we engaged. We had a low light course that we were teaching. A lot of people had a blast out of that, teaching them point shooting and, and how to operate with a flashlight, and and, um, and, and defensive shotgun and carbines. We had a great time with them, and, and I had, gosh, I had CEOs of companies, I had young bucks, I had, you name it, uh, in that course. And uh, husband and wife came to the course, uh, so it's. It's uh, interesting to see that, and it's great to have all types of people. And we, I think our niche is creating ambidextrous shooters, teaching people from all different types of lifestyles and, and backgrounds in each class, making sure they're maximizing their efficiency, their economy of motion, and their skill level to whatever class they're jumping in. And the second, that was one point. The second point I was going to make was, you know, you're talking about the people on the right, people on the left, talking about Second Amendment and bashing the Second Amendment um, groups, um, people like us. That's I, I, one other reason why Patriot Outdoors is trying to do what it's doing, and that is making sure that people are educated, not just about firearm safety, but educated on the topics of what the Second Amendment means, how and, and, and having a deeper understanding of how we are to operate as Americans with our firearms and getting involved with our communities and getting involved with our families and making sure that we're an educated people, not just some Billy Bob that's, you know, waving a gun in the air. Um, they need to be educated about the law. They need to be educated about what firearm that's on their body or what they have in their possession and making sure that they're, they have a, 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 not only a head knowledge but a good heart knowledge uh, um, I guess heart. I guess you say heart knowledge. A, a good heart and passion for what they're doing, so that so that we we don't walk around being ignorant. Let me uh, let me run this by you really quick because I've I've just sent messages to a bunch of people. I know some new gun owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're brand new gun owners. They just have a little, you know, a little little we call them noisy cricket. Just a little noisy cricket. Just a little five okay. shooting, little five shooter mm-hmm. uh, revolver thirty eight. Uh, never right. shot a gun before, except for just a little cursory, you know, trying the gun out on the range, maybe 50 to 100 rounds, nothing real advanced. Okay. Um, would would this be something that they could do? Oh, absolutely. A handgun fundamentals course or low light or you know, any of the handgun courses, obviously. Sure. Awesome. Sure. I bet I can there's get some a, There's a higher learning curve that you have to apply, as you probably know, Sean, with, with revolvers, but... Uh, even, you know, you know, I grew up as a left-handed shooter, even as a left-handed shooter running a right-handed revolver, which 99% of them are, um, making sure that they are very efficient in their loading and reloading 
and, and obviously while they're they're using their firearm towards the target. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's no big deal, no big deal. Love to have them. Uh, great, great. We have a bunch of people. We have uh, women who are texting me, young and old. We have men who are sending me messages, young and old, and some have uh, tell me that they've not been in a class with a gun since they were in the military and in the 70s. So I think that would be kind That's of awesome. fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That's awesome. We've got somebody in chat who is asking a question, what the most important area of shooting you think uh, lay shooters and CCW or concealed carry people need to improve in what area? In what area so, do they need so to improve? So the question is, what's the most important area of shooting that you think uh, just regular shooters, non-professionals, and concealed carry uh, permit holders need to improve in? Um, you know, <laughs> that's a great question. And the answer is probably going to be a little off the wall, but I, I actually addressed it towards the beginning of our conversation, Sean, and, and that is mindset. Mindset. People need to understand the level of pressure that they need to understand the breakdown of what is a gunfight. They need to understand how they can avoid one altogether and not be a victim by making sure they are looking out for the right things, profiling the right things, um, wearing their firearm properly. If we're talking about CCW shooters, uh, I think I think that is the the most important thing that is not taught. When we teach a lot of concealed hand, we teach advanced concealed handgun classes, and we teach for New Mexico, New Mexico concealed handgun classes. And we have a 15-hour course that we have to teach, and we because by law, and we go into four hours of legal, and I can tell you the rest. But it, but anyway, the the point is the biggest eye openers that we have for all of these shooters, young and old, experienced and not, is they did not realize the severity of the conflict and the violence that can happen within three to five seconds and them being able to walk around without texting with their head on a swivel, making sure they're paying attention will help probably get them out of more trouble than 2000 rounds downrange. Well, you know, mindset is something that I, with my background, both educationally and experientially uh, mindset is one of the things that I talk about more often than, than anything else. So it's funny that you'd, you'd say that, and I thought maybe you would. Um, and, and to take that just a step further, in the uh, thank you for that great question. And anybody else in chat, if you have a question, just type her out. Uh, folks are sending me messages and all of that. So um, let me say this, that, uh, uh, let me say this about that. Your mind is the thing that you have with you every single Day. You take your, your mind, your thinking, your mindset, your predispositions, your hurts, habits, and hang-ups, they come with you everywhere you go. You bring them with you everywhere you go. And uh, America's different now, but the world is different. We look at Brussels, we look at the Capitol, we look at San Bernardino, we look at all these places all over the country. And look, if you live, and I, you know, over 600,000 listeners, we we know that uh, folks live in all kinds of different places that are listening. We have people I, – ironically, I had a, a huge group of people I consider huge for Belgium uh, listening yes. to us, and, and we've had you know, lots of reports from them as to what's really going on in, their, uh, in Brussels. And, and they're, you know, they've been saying, hey, this is only a matter of time. We're overwhelmed 
with uh, Muslims, and they're all radical. They're all angry. They're all, you know, there's no, there's been no-go no go zones in Brussels since 2002. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is it's your mindset has to change now. If you've always been sort of a, a flower picker and, you know, oh, it's, you know, I love I love just being friendly and being nice and and I love just you know bebopping uh, through life and having my earphones. And you hope man. for the best. Hope right? for the best, man. And good and will come to those. Good will come right. to those who are good. You know, good will come right. to those who think good things. And you know, uh, affirmations. I say this on the show all the time, and when I travel around the country, uh, positive affirmations are great as long as they're true. But not every positive right. affirmation is is true. Look, you you're in the right. city, uh, you're in the city, and you're in a bad area, and you can't keep telling yourself, "I am fine. I'm going to be fine because I'm a good person, that I have goodwill in my heart, and my goodwill and my mutual attraction of good to good will will right. uh, result in my uh, health and well being." Well, you know that's right. all well and good if it's true, but in that case, it's not true. And right. you don't want to lie to yourself. So you take your mind with you. You go, you take your mind with you and you go and you say, man, I've got to do things differently. Um, we, we just uh, entered into a partnership with a personal protection firm where, um, and I'll, there'll be more information coming out about this, uh, but where we sell uh, personal protection devices, non-lethal personal protection devices, all kinds yeah. of different things uh, for concealed carry, for uh you know, stun guns, all these things, the the best pepper mace made, all this stuff. And I tell people when we're talking about uh, that, I say, look, but we got to work on your mindset first. You can buy mace. And I one of the most popular seminars I do is called Looking Forward to Being Attacked, Anticipating Attack. You, yeah. You've got to change your mindset to be in a different situational awareness. You've got to say, look, I can't wander through life in condition white, picking flowers, Watching the butterflies, you know, go from uh, petal to flower petal to flower petal, never putting my head up, never turning my head on a swivel, never paying attention. Because, look, the enemy's coming here. And if it's not ISIS, if it's not Islam, uh, it's going to be gangs. And if it's not a, gangs by themselves, it's going to be gangs and, you know, the, the, the uh, immigration that's just overrunning this country. So you've got right. all these different things going on. You can't, you, we can't live the way we used to live. This isn't the 50s. This isn't right. the 50s. That That's over with. Um, people uh, were actually quoted, and, and this is kind of unnerving. In a big way, this is unnerving for me. You know, uh, neighbors of the San Bernardino shooters, uh, they said, we, you know, we knew something was going on. We, but we didn't want to get in trouble for being, you know, profiling or being a bigot or or, or, you know, just being intolerant. We didn't want to do that, so that's why, and we didn't want to get yelled at or get in trouble. And, and I remember right. after that testimony came out, I said, man, there's somebody with a bad mindset. There's right. somebody, there's yeah. somebody that, uh, that really needs to redo their thinking, their mental game. The mental game has to come first. Uh, when I used to train people, I, used to, I really love to train women. And the reason I love to train women is because they're a sponge. They soak everything up. And they don't they have sure all, do. yeah, they don't have all these preconditioned ideas. They just if if once they let go of the fear and they put themselves in right. your hand, you really can train them to be excellent. And most women shooters, being honest, are are usually naturally better than men. 
Um, they but sure I love, are. They are. They are. They are. And I love talking to them because, you know, they tell stories of, look, I may walk to a car in a parking garage at night in a dark corner of a parking garage. Wow. You know, bring it on. Bring it on. Right. I, you know, you want to mess with me? You go in and bring it on. I'm going to give you everything I got. But a woman, different story. And I, and I didn't used to think about this. A woman going out to the Chipotle last minute dinner. Oh, I, I got home from working late and I'm going to run out and get dinner for everybody. So they run to the Chipotle or the pizza place and you bring and you come back. Uh, yeah. you, know, you get out of the car, you walk in, you're, you're in jeopardy. You go mm-hmm. back to get your car, you got your hands full, you're in jeopardy. Uh, what if you're at work and somebody comes in? And this is something that drives me crazy. I know it will you too. People get interviewed when there's a shooting at a workplace or somewhere. And what is the first thing they always say? Well, I thought it was firecrackers. I I looked around to see the fire fireworks or something. Let me let me just save you people a lot of money out there. If it's the <laughs> middle of the day and it's not the Fourth of July, guess what? Assume it's not fireworks. Assume it's not right. a car fire because while you're trying to verify it. You're you're going to be killed. You're going to be in a bad situation. Yeah. You're looking around for the person. Yeah, your off potential the... for success is is quickly diminishing. Uh, you know, when you have shooters that are exposed and inoculated to gunfire, um, and you're talking about women. Women are you're in your. Let me go back. Women are. I love women's classes. Number one, they listen better. Two, more than likely, they smell better than the guys that we teach. And third, they they do they they are more respectful. Of the of the platform that they're learning, unlike us guys that grew up playing cowboys and Indians, we got our, we 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 sometimes develop horrible habits just by handling firearms. And uh, the women uh, that we've had in all our classes, which is almost 30% of all of our classes now, are with women uh, in them. But um, I, I think I think you're right on that. Uh, there, it's it's not a it's. I forgot I was going to say no. I just lost well, my let, train of let thought. Well, let so me help sorry. you out here. I, there's some, that's okay. There's something I like uh, that you talk about. Benjamin Franklin said, freedom is not a gift bestowed upon us by other men, but a right that belongs to us by the law of, laws of God and nature. We're blessed and privileged to have so many freedoms in this country. We want to constantly spread the idea of an America rooted in the Constitution and the vision of our forefathers. It is of the utmost importance that we remember where we came from so we do not fall back. Winston Churchill declared those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yep. We are dedicated to the idea of allowing people to experience freedom outdoors. We want to expose, educate, and equip our community with the knowledge, skills, and attitudes necessary to succeed in the great outdoors, wherever that might be. We want to promote the values and ideals of our American heritage to those who may not know or may have forgotten. I love that. And I'll tell you why. Yes, sir. I'll tell, you, tell you why I love that. What's so powerful about that is, number one, there's a lot of city dwellers out there that that the idea of sheltering in place appeals to them. Why? Number one, they're unequipped. They're unequipped. Right. They have no tools in their pocketbook. If they carry a pocketbook or purse, they have no tools in their uh, you know, under the suit jacket, they, they've got nothing to use. That's all they've got. Now, God bless police officers. I was one, and, and police officers try their best. But you know what? Police officers most often are the ones that write down what happened. They try to assess what happened. God bless them. It's, it's just how it is. We all have to be yeah. warriors. We all have to be equipped. And the fact of the matter is, why do, does the government tell you to shelter in place? 
They tell you to shelter in place because you know what? That keeps you thinking that they uh, they know better, they're better equipped, uh, that they're going to come storming in at any point in time right. to rescue you. And the fact of the matter is they don't do that anymore. I remember uh, when I was no. a police officer, we trained we trained relentlessly into uh, building entry and clearing room to room, the old military style, mm-hmm. and and uh, yes. we were always updating it. And and now only ERT or SWAT is trained like that. The regular officers like, look, your job is to make a perimeter and wait for SWAT to get here, wait for ERT to get here, to wait for those guys to get here, and then they'll take over, and then we're we out. You know, uh, just maintain right. a perimeter. While you're maintaining a perimeter, people are getting shot and people are dying. It becomes your tomb. Sheltering in place assures you that you will have a tomb. And people will say, it's horrible, it's terrible, it's an awful thing. But it all comes back to mindset. You can't ever be prepared. There's no tool in the world you're ever going to get. You could could have enough money to buy the best gun in the world. And you know what? If you don't have, if you don't have the mindset, the training and skill at arms, to use those tools, your mind first, you're going to be a statistic. And and that's, that's uh, right. you know, I give speeches all over the country, and I'll I tell you what, I say that over and over and over and over. You've got to get your head right. You've got to get your head right. Yeah. Look, if you are jacked up, hurts, habits, and hang-ups all over the place, and you are afraid of every bump and sound in the night, if you are, um, if if you're just, if, if, if your mind isn't really solid, then you need to look at some, non-lethal, some non-lethal ways of protecting yourself because maybe a gun isn't for you. Maybe your mindset isn't in the right place yet. Maybe it will be. Maybe you get get your stuff together. You get your hurts, habits, and hang-ups under control, and then you you are a better candidate to have a gun. But the fact of the matter is there are lots and lots of tools, but the ultimate equalizer is a gun. And the left wants to tell you just shelter in place, just – you know, wait for the professionals. You be the professional. There's a term I hate, and that term I know that you've heard a hundred thousand billion million times is first responder. Right. First responder. I am not a fan of that term, and the reason I'm not a fan of that term is the first responder is the victim that's already there. You have to be prepared to fight for your own life because if you wait for law enforcement or first responders, the professionals to come, it's probably going to be too late. It's probably yeah. going to be too late. Yeah, it's and yeah, that's the thing, and that, that's what like, this whole conversation has been based on mindset and the mindset of people today. Most people today that are not exposed in the world that we have been steeped in is more of a, a sheep-like mentality. I'm sure, just knowing you now, I'm sure that you've mentioned this on your shows. I don't, you know, however long ago, whatever. But uh, yeah, that sheep mentality is why the victim, the body count is higher. If someone right. were to stand up in an active shooter situation, armed or not, maybe it's a phone book, maybe it's a pocket knife, maybe it's whatever, a chair, less people, that person might be taken out and others may go with them, but it would be less people because the statistics, the statistics show that any time an active shooter is engaged and force goes upon them, that the killing of the innocent stops. Or you would at least have the opportunity to have less victims. And, and the stories that you don't hear on mainstream media are the ones about the Virginia. Uh, there was a there was a Virginia somewhere in Virginia. There was a college where two guys jumped out of the window, went and grabbed their guns out of the parking lot out of their car, 
and went back in and confronted the shooter. That was not on Fox News. It wasn't on the line. This was a couple of years ago. There's and there's a, there's story after story about how good people are doing good things with average firearms because of their skill set and because of their mindset. And it's very that's why we're here. We're trying to help expose people to that so they can take care of themselves because they may be the first responder. Yeah, you may be your only you may be your only help. And uh, one of my buddies just said, when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. And the fact of yep. the matter is, look, you know, uh, several shows ago, I, I don't know how many shows it was. Uh, it'll be on iTunes and uh, drshawngreener.com and the ninjapastor.com. Go to the blog section. You'll find it. Uh, go to broadcast. You can search them. There's all kinds of search terms you can use. But I talked about uh, some things that you can do to make yourself safer. And one of the things I talked about is, look, whenever you go into a place, be thinking, if something bad happens, this was right after the parachuting, if something bad happens, if I start to hear these these amazing, not during July 4th or at nighttime fireworks, everybody's always talking about hearing, if I start to hear that, what am I going to do? We'll tell you what, the time to think about that's before you even walk in. I tell people, if exactly. you're still going to convenience stores, before you ever pull your car up in front of that convenience store before you ever pull up next to that gas pump. Be looking around. Pay attention. Right. Uh, it's one of the most robbed places ever because it's convenient. If it's convenient for you That's to spend right. your money there, it's convenient for them to rob you of your money. And so you don't want to That's walk right. into a robbery. So your mindset is, I'm going to pay attention. People say you can't walk around afraid all the time. I don't walk anywhere afraid. I can't remember the last time I was fearful of where I was. And people say, well, you're 6'4", 245 pounds, you're armed to the teeth, you're dripping with guns, you've got guns and ammo hanging all off of you, you're a black, third-degree black belt, you've got all this history. Why wouldn't you? Why would you Why would you be? I'm not you. I'm not you. I'm 5'5", right. I'm five, five and 130 pounds. I'm, you know, I'm new to guns. I, I don't even, I don't know karate. I mean, I know the, know the word karate, but I'm not sure I know how to spell it. You know, how, of course you're yeah. going to feel secure, but the thing is everybody, everybody can have that level of security. Everybody can have that level of, level of comfort and skill and by being prepared mentally first before you ever pay attention. Look around. Yeah. And don't be afraid right. to drive away. I, I can tell you, you know, no matter what my size is, no matter what my training and my equipping is, I have driven away from plenty of gas stations. I've driven away from plenty of restaurants, uh, you know, takeout yeah. restaurants. I've driven away from plenty of places like that because, and not just at nighttime, during the day. Come to find out, you yeah. know, uh, there was a robbery. There was a this. There was a that. Look, I'm not going to get involved in anything that's even marginal. I don't need that. There's a hundred little convenience right. stores. If I need something that badly, I'll go to the next one. I can get fuel. Right. Uh, at any number of 100 places, I don't need to go to the place that gives me a bad feeling. So people, yeah. regular people every day, they need to trust their mind, but you need to open your mind. You need to get your mind open to what's going on. You can't be uh, – one of the worst things ever, I, I'll say this, and I, I don't know that you, if you'll agree. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, okay. you know, people riding around, uh, and, and they're on the phone, on their cell phones, on their smartphones, text messaging – you know they're pulling in uh, to a to a gas station combination gas station convenience store and and they're saying hey you know what do we need for dinner and they're trying to text so and so this that and the other thing they've got a hundred things going on they're trying to do a hundred things and they wander into the store with their earpiece in 
and uh, right. you know they don't they don't see anything. They just they're going to no. where they know the eggs are. They're going to where they know the bread is. They're going to where they know yeah. the milk. They're not going to pay any attention. They're they're not. Look, I don't want to get involved in anything that's going on here. I just want to get my stuff and I want to get home because I'm tired. You know, right? I, yeah. I'd like to go back if if you don't I mean you're absolutely right and I agree and this is one thing that we preach on is is making sure that people just need to put down put down the bag of food, put down the phone, use a shopping cart and keep your eyes about you and, and make sure that you understand your surroundings. And one thing I'd like to share with the viewers um that might be tuning in and don't know anything about our philosophy or what we're teaching, um we you, you briefly spoke on like, well, you know, I, I'm not a Navy SEAL or I don't have karate or, or, or whatever. You know, they don't have this education. One thing that we promote daily in our classes is making sure that we are training in context. And this is, this is really important because there are a lot of people that think, and we've actually had emails sent to us because we started advertising on Facebook about our training coming to the East Coast or whatever. Like, well, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to do militia training, make everyone a Rambo, or, you know, who are these people coming in to train? Who are the students? And, and, I, and so I want to shatter some myths about what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that people are understanding the, the, the platform or the stage in which they are bringing their discipline. We want to make sure that the person who has some level of disability, disability not meaning, you know, they're handicapped or whatever, or it may be, whatever disability that they have, we are trying to make sure that they're training in context so they don't, I'm not trying to make anybody a special operator unless they need to be a special operator. I'm trying to, typically, we're trying to make people just a little smarter with a little more skill and a little more confident and a heck of a lot more, heck of a lot less fearful in society. A prepared, armed citizen an educated person who knows how to handle themselves, maybe not Jackie Chan or, or John Rambo or whomever else, but we're trying to make sure that they're training in context so they, so they can go about their lives and take care of their family and the ones that they love around them. I think, I think that is uh, very important to understand about the type of training that we're doing. You know, we're not making some average Joe who's going to be an average Joe try to make him some special operator. We are making, under, making sure that he understands that he needs to train in context for the element of society that he falls into. I think that's awesome. And you know what? I, just, you know, I have, a, uh, I have a, a vision here of uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who have gone through proper training. And they've said, hey, you know what? I'm, I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to depend uh, to shelter in place until – the the uh, the government comes to rescue me or put a toe tag on me and put me in one of those nice little bags they have and carry me out and yes. have a little candlelight vigil for me and say, hey, you know, boy, that wasn't that a shame? What a tragedy. Uh, we're trying right. to learn more. We're trying to learn more about what happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Bad guys came in with guns, and there were no good guys with guns, and they didn't stop right. the bad guy was with guns. And and ultimately, what if we have millions of happy warriors who are well-trained, who are well-armed, and are good people? Not crazy people, good right. people. Uh, That's not right. bent on the cal- bringing the caliphate to uh, y- you know, the, 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 the last imam and, and coming to the world's end. Look, I, you say what you want. But there's lots of bad, bad people out there. Yeah, I know there's good people, yeah. and I focus on when I'm engaged with a, a a good person, I'm fully and completely engaged. But my eyes are always moving because there's lots of bad people 
all over. Right. No matter where you live, there are bad people around you. And you know what? You cannot, you absolutely cannot be in a daze. You can't be. But so mm-hmm. what if? What if we had uh, millions and millions of people that they're, they're armed, they're good quality people, they have comfort and skill in arms, they practice both mentally and physically, they build that muscle memory, they're, they're getting after it, you know, they're, they keep their weapon in, in great, great condition, they take care of it, uh, they take care of their mind, they take care of their tool, and they, they just refuse to be a statistic. They're not looking, they're, they're not eager for a shooting, they're not eager to get in the middle of, of something, they're not eager to have, uh, you know, some big uh, okay corral shootout. They don't, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Not even the police. The police don't want that. It's the last thing in the world you right. want is to get shootout because your whole life, right. especially nowadays with liberal media and liberal ideology and sadly some incorrect conservative ideology, the last thing in the world you want is to be in a, a gunfight and then have to sell your house or you lose your house because you that's why I'm a big fan of uh, second there. I know they're not at all affiliated with you, but second call defense. I'm telling you folks, Go to my website, theninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com. Go there and click on the banner and learn all you can about it because I won't go anywhere. Now, you say, well, you're a professional gun carrier. Hey, look, I'm not going anywhere without second call defense. I have the card in my pocket right now, and I'm just not going to do it because there are people out there that they spend their whole life uh, bringing litigation against people. You've done the, you've done the right thing. There are people that right. go to jail even though – We'll look at we'll look at a circumstance, and, and I'll show you how crazy it is. There is a decorated yeah. military, a, a soldier, highly decorated, multiple tours in combat, been in the military a long time, saves a uh, Muslim boy from being raped by a Muslim man. And I know they're always yeah. killing homosexuals, but newsflash, they're a bunch of homosexuals. But in their Quran, they're allowed to do that as long as they meet mm-hmm. a certain criteria. So none of you know none of that really matters here in this case. But you've got a military guy who sees this going on, reacts, stops the kid from being raped, and they want to kick this guy out of the military. They want to they want to bust him down some ranks and and make an example of him. Folks, if it can happen there, you understand what's happening here. You got Darren Wilson, guy was doing his job, fighting for his life. Yeah. He Michael, was. Brown, Michael Brown was trying to take his gun away. And and you know yep. what? <laughs> Folks, I, I hate to tell you, if that can happen to them, it can happen to you. They're going to take it away from you. So what if we had, I said all that to say this, what if we had millions of patriotic, level-headed, hardworking Americans that were trained properly and they carried every single day? You know what? I tell you what I bet the legislators, liberal or otherwise, wouldn't be doing. They wouldn't be bringing legislation to the floor of their legislature in their state or in our, in our Congress in Washington. They wouldn't be doing that if they knew yeah. there were millions of armed, prepared, and trained people, people that are saying, look, I'm not, I'm not going to play with you. I am legal to carry this gun, and I will carry this gun. And and nobody's going to take it from me. And I'm trained. I'm certified. I'm covered. I've got all these different things. Nobody is going to take it. we. And then and then a a a million patriots stood with them. 
I, I say this right. all the time, affiliated with uh, the Finnicums and the Bundys, and uh, I've done a bunch of exposés on what really happened out there in Oregon. I'm going to tell you, if there were a thousand patriots in that, um, in 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 that, uh, uh, what do they call that when the cars are all together? Convoy. When they were, there was a thousand Convoys. patriots in that convoy. You know what the feds would have never done? They would have never set up an ambush. They would have never shot him dead. They would never murder him because there have been too many people there. And they'd say, you know what? If there was a thousand people at that Maller National Wildlife Refuge, there would have never been what happened. But you know what? It goes even further than that. If we had millions of good Americans that knew through classes like Center for Self-Governance, go to the website, go to, go to com backslash the blog, or, or, or just blog, the word blog, go there. Just root around my website. You'll find it uh, where I talk about those classes I talked about earlier coming to Delaware. Next week, folks, we're not talking about 100 weeks away, so you've got to get on it. You've got you to get on it. You've got to register for your class. Learn your civics, your applied civics. Then if you're a person capable and suitable to carry a gun, get this training. Folks, you, and I'd love to say that you have until April – to do this, they're going to be here April what twenty second through the twenty third, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah, you yeah, can't wait. Some, we've actually had some people that have asked for some private lessons the day before classes start, so they can just get a hold of us if they want to jump in on that. That's not really advertised, but if someone wanted some private lessons, we can do that on the twenty first, and then the classes start all day to twenty second and the twenty third. Perfect. Perfect. That sounds great. Well, so here's the thing. Here's what here's what I'm saying, and and, and maybe maybe I'll I'll kind of uh, boil it down here a little bit. You know, the criminals look for the easy path, and you can fearful and the unaware. Oh, fearful the fearful and the, and the unaware and the unequipped. And so you look at ISIS, you look at Islam, and you look at these people. You look at the gang members. They're no, they're no different than the gang members. They want easy targets. Uh, you want to say that they're brave because they cut off heads. They're not brave. They take unarmed no. people and they parade them. They shoot them full of drugs. They put them in a yep. little orange jumpsuit. They parade them out they, and, and they cut their heads off. That's not brave. That's not courageous. They fight like they fight like girls. Yeah, they're tough fighters when they're fighting, but they're fighting behind women, pregnant women, children, hospitals, all these things. They do this. They don't care about you. They don't care about you. And I'm not going to say they're coming to the United States. They're here. They're here. Right. Uh, so, so my point yeah, is they are. They, we, we are an attractive we, – we are really an attractive target because there aren't enough people who are armed and prepared mentally, physically. Their, their, uh, you know, their mind and their reflexes are prepared – and they're practiced, and all of these things. We are, we're ready for anything. We're ready for peace because we're prepared for war. And the fact of the matter is, is if we had millions of people, millions of people out there, the politicians would never try what they try. They would never try it because you know what? They would say, hey, you know what? I try to take a gun out of the hands of a good American constituent in my district. I'm going to have 10,000 people at my office in D.C. or locally. I, there's no way. There's no way. There's no right. way I'm going to try to take the gun from them. And you know what? When you see the crime plummet because there are a million good people 
standing for what is right and prepared to enforce what is right, then the crime just falls. It just falls precipitously. And so, you know, it, it is unfortunate. It's tragic, in, in fact. I, I think it's just tragic. Um, I just, you know, I get so angry sometimes because I look around America and I think, man, what have we allowed to happen? I talk about this in my book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. And I, and I say, look, you know, you, you, we have been fighting a weapon or fighting an enemy, but we've been doing it with no weapons. First, we didn't fight. For the first four or five decades, we didn't fight. We allowed right. them to change the schools. We allowed them to rewrite history, revisionist history. We allowed them to do all these things. And then guess what happened? Now we have to – because, look, look, when I was a kid, we had gun training in school. The, yeah. Uh, Lewis High School. That doesn't happen anymore. It's very well, rarely. In some Lewis of the Western states, there are some programs, but it's, it's, it's slim to none. Yeah. Comparably speaking, you, used to have you know, I want to say I want to bring up something. One thing, one thing that you said was, you know, we need to make, if there's a million Americans and make sure that they can stand for what is right, and that that is the biggest problem. We have millions of Americans. We have hundreds of millions of firearms in our country. The problem is that people don't know how, or they don't stand for what is right. They're afraid to be a voice. They're afraid to to speak up and be unpopular or make make a conversation awkward, and that is. That is not what our forefathers intended. That is for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's for sure. You know, uh, yeah, I know you have to go. I know you're super, super busy, and I appreciate you last minute spending the time with us. Folks, this is Stephen Powell from Patriot Outdoors, and they are bringing what they do. Now, they're based in New Mexico. Uh, what is it, like 1,500 acres or 1,800 acres that you have out there? and your facility. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have, yeah, we have 1,600 acres out here. Okay. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so, uh, you know, there's a great facility there, but look, most people can't make it there. So this is coming up next month, April uh, 22nd. If you want some of that private training, now, folks, that's not going to be free. That's not going to be, you know, just a couple of dollars. It's going to be a little bit of money because it's private, exclusive training. If you want that the day before these classes start, get a hold of me or go to the website. We've got all the links and all that stuff there. Um, I'll see to it. You get in touch with the right people, and we, we can make that happen if at all possible. But look, the, the training classes that they have, they're here. So if you're in the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, even the, the northern tip of Virginia or maybe uh, eastern tip of Virginia, you should come on out. Uh, you know, there's, there's a hotel. Actually, there's a hotel right there. Uh, not even five minutes, a really nice hotel. I won't say the name of the chain because they don't advertise with me or anything, but, but uh, it's, it's a really nice hotel. You, it's, I like to stay in them when I travel around the country. Um, and they, they would be glad to put you up. And if you get a hold of them early enough, you get you a nice room. They have a pool. They have a whirlpool because you're going to be tired after a long day. You're going to have fun if there's enough people there. You get this walking distance from a lot of great restaurants here in Middletown. You'd have a blast, uh, pardon the pun. And, you know, you could meet <laughs> some new friends from all around uh, this part of the country. But you can't do it unless you sign up to do it. And I'm not getting paid to say this. I think this is very important, especially in the Northeast. Because, you know, we, we have a vacuum here in the Northeast. We are busy working hard, and, and we're busy doing what we do, and you know what? We, a lot of times people say, well, I don't have time to get involved in all that. 
gun training and self-defense training, all these different things. You don't have time not to. You don't have time. Yeah. Look, that that's over with. You need to let that go. And so, uh, you know, for you and your for your family, I would say get involved in this. Get involved in this. It's a month out, so you need to clear, not even a month, clear your schedule. Clear your schedule for those days. Get signed up early. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your eye calendar. Put it in your whatever calendar you use. Uh, put it in there and, and, and say to yourself, I will not miss this. There will be nothing that can keep me from this. I am going. You say, well, I don't have a very fancy gun. So what? So what? They'll inspect your gun. Look, they don't want anybody with a gun that's got a crack in the frame. They don't want anybody coming up there. So you come up there. I guarantee you they'll inspect your weapon. They'll say, okay, let's take a look at this. Let's make sure. Let's make sure right. that, it's, um, you know, that it's safe. In good working order. Good working make order. Make sure it's in good working order. That's for sure. Yeah, we, don't, we focus on accuracy. We're not worried about, you know, oh, well, I don't have the same gun the instructor has or whatever this guy has or that. We just want to make sure the firearm works. You're comfortable with it. You're going to be more comfortable with it after you come to class. Exactly. And not only that, you'll be more confident with it. So bring what you got. It's bring what you deal. got. You know, I know a lot of people, and this is, this is really funny to me. I know a lot of people who, prior to getting really great training with their firearm, they are um, – they say, you know, I, I, I've really been hesitant to get some training because, you know what, to tell you the truth, I really don't like my gun. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then after good training – a day or several hours of really good training, you know what? Suddenly they like their gun better. They go, wow, I didn't know my gun could do that. I didn't know. Wow. It's, really? <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. That happened yeah. to me. You know, I grew up in, I grew up in Delaware and my, my daddy was, he's a big hunter in Delaware. I'm sure everybody at every gun store knows my father, but, uh, I, I grew up shooting shotguns. You know, we shot shotguns and, uh, so when I went into the service, I wanted to get on and do some competitive shooting, and I had an NCO tell me, look, I know, pal, you don't have any money. I've got this gun. It's a Tupperware gun. It's a Glock. And I'm like, oh, man, I heard about them. I don't like them. Well, I started liking it after I couldn't deny how well I shot with it, and I, I have since then, that's typically uh, what I predominantly shoot are, are Glocks, and then I shoot a SIG platform when I'm teaching for SIG, which is just like my Glock. So that is a very true statement. Um, people don't really know how well they like it until they've actually experienced some repetitions with it. I, I you know, I can tell you, I've been in, uh, uh, you know, week long training, you know, upwards of 10 hours a day, uh, and firearms and people from all walks of life. And they come in and they say, you can see on their face, man, they are afraid. They are afraid they're white yeah. as a ghost. Uh, and they say, man, I, and their hands are shaking, and you know they keep dropping rounds because they're trying to load their their magazines. But they're nervous, and but by yep. the end, by the middle of the first day, they're loading their magazines like it's nothing, like they've been doing a hundred thousand times. Oh yeah, I got this. And and but they have comfort and skill at arms. But one thing that grows is a respect and admiration for our founders for providing this tool through the Second Amendment. Wow, this is what they were talking about. This is what they right. were meaning when they when they said, you know, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Man, that's me. That's me. I'm that guy. And they're proud to be it. That's right. Well, listen, man, I tell you what, I kept you a whole lot longer than you anticipated, and I sure appreciate it. Folks, don't sure. miss this. PatriotOutdoors.com. Go there. Look at the courses. 
coming to Delaware, uh, if you're from Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia, you listen, you owe it to yourself to do this. There are many different courses, so bring your long gun, bring your pistols. You know, uh, this is a great opportunity. I know exactly where the training is going to take place. It is extremely convenient. Uh, Trend Hack, as a a gun shop, is a fantastic gun shop. Um, They they are really top-notch people. They'll treat you really well. Patriot Outdoors are going to treat you really well. You're going to be you're going to be treated like a patriot. You're going to be treated like you deserve to be treated. And you know what? They're going to treat you will be safer and more comfortable and more skilled at arms in just a day, folks. If if you could do that, why wouldn't you do it? It's a tiny little bit of money. It's not that much money. Why wouldn't you? That's just me. So, uh Stephen Powell, thank you so much, founder uh, and CEO of Patriot Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun Thanks, talking Sean. with you. I know the folks have really My appreciated pleasure, it. My pleasure, sir. My pleasure. All right. Hey, listen, thank have you. a great day. We'll talk to you very soon. All right, sir. Take it easy. Thank you. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Right. So here, here you have it, folks. We just spent some time on this. And, and it's not really like me to spend a whole lot of time on that. But, look, this is coming to the Northeast, and, and I have a heart for the Northeast. Look, I love the South. If I could move to Savannah, Georgia right now, I would do it. You know, if I could move somewhere in Georgia, somewhere in Tennessee, uh, you know, Alabama maybe, uh, you know, somewhere down south, South Carolina, I would do it. I would do it. I'm telling you, I love it. I love the south. But you know what? I'm here in the northeast, and I have a heart for the northeast. I see people walking around. They don't know the first thing. They're just in a they're in a, they're in a, a, a haze. They're in a fog. They don't know about guns. They don't know about protecting themselves. They don't know how much control over their safety and security they can possibly have. You get that through great training. Listen, maybe you don't have a gun. We'll put that out there. Maybe you don't have a gun, but you have a friend that has a gun, or maybe your friend has two. Get your friend. Maybe the friend isn't listening right now. Share this program with them. Get your friend. Get your friend involved and say, hey, could I borrow your gun? I'll give you money for ammunition. Maybe you offer to pay their course fee. It's not that much money. It's really not. It's ridiculously inexpensive. For this level of training, ridiculously inexpensive. You say, I'll pay your class fee, and I'll pay for the ammo if you, if you come with me and, I, and let me borrow your gun. I bet I know what they'll say. They'll say, man, I don't want you paying my class fee, but I will let you buy the ammo for the gun, and I'm glad to lend it to you. And you'll both, you'll both get trained. Man, how fun would that be? Isn't that the name of the game, folks? Isn't that the name of the game? Isn't that what it's about? Imagine how that unites you. You can have political discussions and arguments all you want. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I'm getting ready to go give a speech. Uh, at the Northern Delaware Republican, at some gathering, Republican gathering. And uh, look, folks, you know, if you're attending that, if you happen to be listening, you're attending that, I'm not going to be too easy on you. This is this is going to be a toe-stomping uh, speech here, quite frankly. This stuff is bad here in the United States, and, and, and what's going on now with the presidential on the conservative side is just ridiculous. Let, let alone, let's not even talk about what's going on on the liberal side. The liberal side is Come on, that's laughable if it wasn't true, if it wasn't happening. You understand, you know, a, a socialist, an avowed socialist, and, and a criminal, an obvious criminal, a felonious criminal, should be in jail for life. 
and those around her in jail for life. Man. That that is crazy, but on the right we've got we've got Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, really Kasich ought to have been out a long time ago, but whatever. I know what he's hoping for. He's hoping for a brokered convention where he's the guy that comes out and says, hey, guys, I'm here. I, look at my resume. I want you to see my resume. Look, I know lots of Ohio people who, who they, they can't stand Kasich for their governor, and they certainly don't want him for president. So the fact of the matter is, is we've got dirty stuff going on. I'm going to go give this speech. Uh, it will not be aired. Uh, originally, we were thinking about airing it live. We're not going to do that um, out of respect for them. I want to be able to say whatever I want to say to them and have them be able to ask questions. But it's going to be hardcore. But this is what we've got going on in the country. And, folks, we cannot depend on the left to protect us. We're here at the precipice of disaster for our country. Why are we here? Because we weren't mutually pledged to one another, and we lost the election of 2008, and that has forever turned the tide. The tide of politics, freedom, liberty, it's ultimately it's landed us where we are today. And the final analysis, if the enemies of America, foreign and domestic, find us to still be divided as of November 2016, they will cease to be the enemies of America. They will then be the owners of America. They will then be our slave masters, our jailers, our murderers. Folks, it isn't the Democrat Party that will save America. It's conservative Republicans. Only we – and look, you don't have to be a Republican. I'll just tell you that right now. I know lots of independents. You don't have to be a Republican. But newsflash, if the R's lose, our country is lost. Only we, the mutually pledged to one another, will save America if we're tough and if we're truthful. We don't have to be nasty. We don't have to be dirty. We don't have to be that way. We're not to play that way. We can win being tough and clean and true and right. But fight we must. We absolutely cannot give up. We can't give up. But we've got to learn. I talked earlier about Center for Self-Governance. Please go learn about Patriot Outdoors from uh, theninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com. Go there to the blog section. There's, they're right next to each other, I think. Uh, in the line up there, click on that, click through. There's those links. I made it super easy for you. Go there. While you're there, a little thing will pop up, say, hey, you want to get updates. It's You just put your name in, your email, you're good to go. I don't sell it to anybody. I don't know how to even see it. So don't worry about that. There's no way in this world I'm going to share your information with anybody. And I don't spam you. I don't send you all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, I take it very, very seriously. You got to do that. Next week, Center for Self Governance is here in Delaware. If you're in Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you should come. You should come. Level one, folks, next week. Get started. Get started. Don't listen, don't quit on America. And don't think that if you turn your head or you look down and you stay on the phone or you pretend like you're texting or whatever, that it's not coming for you because the enemies, they're coming. They are coming. They're not going to stop. And there's 10,000 upon 10,000 more of them, and they're committed. They're willing to die. Are you? Are you willing to live? Go to Arlington National Cemetery. There's a picture on uh, my blog, and you'll see it there if you go scroll through. It's a photograph I took of Aaron Carson Vaughn's headstone there in Arlington National Cemetery in Section 60. All the extortion 17 guys. 
And there's a shadow on that stone of his mother praying. Are you worth their sacrifice? Look back. Look through Arlington National Cemetery, all the great American heroes. Are you worth their sacrifice and all of what they gave up? Man, such great sacrifice, so many, so many rows and acres upon acres upon acres of crosses. Don't quit. Center for Self-Governance, I'm telling you, it is the secret sauce. I'm at level five. I've had to work my way through all this stuff. They didn't hand me anything. I didn't come in there and go, they didn't say, hey, you're a, you're a radio host. You got all these people listening to you travel around the country and speak. Tell you what, let's do. We're just going to make you level five. Now, I started at level one, complete the homework, go through the next, go through the program requirements as I go. I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. It absolutely is the secret sauce. It is the secret sauce. And I'll tell you the truth, we are doomed. We are doomed. You can think you can go to rallies. You can think you can get on Facebook and type up some snarky response. That ain't going to get it done. You can have your issues. You know what? Your issues are still going to be issues. What happens if you win that issue? But you make enemies. Instead of being mutually pledged, you make an enemy. What happens if you win the issue and that issue is gone? Then you fall away. What happens if you lose? I wonder what's going to happen in America when the Trump fans and the Cruz fans when whoever is the nominee and they have to unite, I've heard lots of people say, that's it. I'm never going to vote for that guy. If that's the case, we are absolutely doomed. There's too many people that have given their lives, given body parts for us, be worth their sacrifice. God bless America. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.